sweat block. I have to tell you, I am not. I, I tell people, you know, that I meet. Do you have a problem sweating? <laughs> I mean, it's it's weird. You're I, fun to talk to. I know mm-hmm. uh, it is weird. I I've never experienced anything like what sweat block does. Uh, what was it? Sunday. I put on I use the sweat block wipes. I haven't used antiperspirant or deodorant since Sunday. It's, just, it's kind of a weird thing to admit. But it with sweat weird. block, it's actually possible. It's possible, and it's really—it's amazing, Stu. You have to try <laughs> do, it. I it is amazing. It, yeah. If you or somebody you love has a problem with sweating or just, I mean, really, this is amazing. You have to try it. The deodorant stick is good, but the sweat block wipes, amazing. Amazing. Sweatblock.com, promo code Beck. You can also find them on Amazon, but if you use the promo code Beck at sweatblock.com, you'll save 20%. Get the wipes. Sweatblock.com. I want to get right to the Biden student debt cancellation. I'll tell you all about it and what it means coming up in 60 seconds. First, Keith wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I have experienced decreased pain and stiffness after taking Relief Factor. I've been in it and at it about three months, and my pain is not completely gone, but it has diminished substantially. Thank you. Keith, thank you for writing in. I'm telling you, 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to order more month after month. Why? Why? Why would you do that unless you're seeing your life start to come back? I know what it's like to be in pain that you just can't live with anymore. Please try Relief Factor, the 1995 Quick Start Trial Pack. You just take it three times a day as directed. If in three weeks you're not seeing anything, stop taking it because it probably won't work for you. But 70% of the people... Go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800, the number four relief. 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. So as expected, Biden is going to cancel $10,000 for all federal student debts uh, up to joint filers earning $250,000. That includes, by the White House's own admission, basically all but the top 5%. The big addition to that is the Pell Grant recipients who have student loans that will get up to $20,000 in debt canceled. Now, here's what I love. I, you know, I feel sorry for the president once in a while because, I mean, he's a... I don't know. He thinks he's Robin Hood or he's a socialist. I don't know. But he doesn't even get the redistribution of wealth right. His plan 
to cancel $10,000 in student debt for anybody who earns up to $125,000 a year is possibly the largest single transfer from poor to rich people in American history. Researchers at the University of Chicago have determined that President Biden's plan will shift an estimated $192 billion in earned income to the top 20% of wage earners. Just $29 billion will go to the bottom 20%. That's insanity. The cost to you will be $427 billion. To put that into perspective, just this loan forgiveness is more than the gross national domestic product of Hong Kong and 182 other countries. If you like social programs, great. This one is 36 times greater than the federal government spent on Head Start in 2022. If you support defense spending, great. This is two and a half times larger than the entire budget of the U.S. Army in 2022. By the way, this doesn't uh, include the non-cancellation elements of the Biden announcement, including proposals to significantly cut many borrowers' monthly payments by more you know, generous loan forgiveness in the future. That's just today. So... People who go to college, especially those who get degrees, and that's where most of the loan is sitting, in grad school, okay? They typically make $1.2 to $3.1 million more than those who don't get a degree over a lifetime. Job security because they have a degree. Hmm. So why are the little people helping out those people? By the way, grossly unconstitutional. Congress, not the president, has the spending power. But that hasn't mattered for how long? Experts, including former uh, Obama administration attorney Charles Rose, has argued that Biden lacks the authority. Um, Nancy Pelosi has said the same thing. Even the Department of Energy, or I'm sorry, Education said Biden doesn't, I'm quoting, Biden doesn't have the statutory authority to cancel, compromise, discharge, or forgive on a blanket or mass basis, principal balance of student loans and or to materially modify the repayment uh, amounts of terms thereof. Pelosi's now reversed herself on this. Oh, you've got to be kidding. She's like, oh, no, it's a bold plan. Oh, my gosh. The Department of Education is now they're, they're citing that as specifically as having this authority, even though they themselves have said they don't have it. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. OK, so what happens when we pour roughly another half trillion dollars into the economy? This is gasoline on the inflationary fire. It's already burning out of control by Jason Furman, the Harvard economist and former advisor to Obama. He said the bill will increase inflation by 0.2 percent or 0.3 percent 
and that is likely underestimated. The knowledge that a president can unilaterally reduce student loan balances will cause debtors to upwardly revise their view of their own future income, uh, encouraging more spending. In fact, please play the cut we just played uh, from um, Elizabeth Warren. Here's what she said yesterday. Ultimately, what the data show us is that because of student loan debt, there are many people who don't move out of their mama's basement, who can't save up money to buy a home, uh, who don't start small businesses, who don't start a family. You relieve the debt burden some for those people, and we have more economic activity. In other words, canceling student loan debt is good for the people whose debt is canceled, but it is also good for our economy and the rest of America. How? How? We don't want more spending. That's why the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates to to make people stop spending money. The idea of inflation to fight inflation, you've got to get the average Joe to stop. Have you ever heard we got to slow this economy down? It's it's overheating. What does that mean? That means they're going to penalize you through taxes and higher interest rates to get you to stop spending money. These people are just, they are criminally insane or they are just criminals. What they're doing to this country is criminal. By the way, it's not debt forgiveness. It's debt transfer. We'll get into that later. Here we are living where food prices are the most since 1974. Rents are soaring. The median rent payment for Bank of America customers, they're paying 7.4% in July more than last July. How about, how, hey, how's your energy bill? How is that air conditioning bill? Do you know that one in every six Americans are behind in their energy bill to the point of being cut off? One in six Americans owe around $800 that they just can't pay. Energy's through the roof. And what are these people doing? What are they doing? They're Biden. He's shutting down our minds while sending our money to Canada to their minds. I mean, this is... Taxing us. Oh, nobody's going to. Well, you, the average person is going to cost is going to have to pay now two thousand dollars. Just for this, the average American has to pony up two grand. Uh, OK, where are we going to get that? Where are you going to get that? Uh, it makes perfect sense, though, right? Everyone ponies up two grand to pay 20 percent of the population, 10 grand. Right, like that's that's, that's just a transfer of wealth. That's all it is. If you are that's not a recipient is. here, you're going to lose badly. And if you are a recipient here, it'll feel good for a short period of time and it'll screw with the economy so badly that you will wind up losing all these benefits anyway. That's what happened with inflation. They gave all these trillions of dollars away during COVID and then all of it got wiped out by inflation within uh, you know a couple of years. 
the other how about deficit reduction we just passed this inflation reduction act which one of the main selling points for it was it was going to reduce the budget deficit or debt by 300 billion dollars over 10 years in eight days they spent all of that money plus another 70 percent in eight days by the way um, they think that this is going to because we'll be in even more problems with the loan situation by 2025. They're expecting another one uh, of one point six billion dollars. No, sorry. One point six trillion dollars. <laughs> we don't comment on bills that are worth one point six. We just gave three billion to Ukraine yesterday. Yeah, we didn't even comment on it. This is crazy. This is absolutely Listen to me. Please. Everything we've talked about over the years, it's happening. It's all happening. And you have got to understand that things can go awry. All we're waiting for is an event. I mean, think of this. Think of. We get into a real energy situation, which we could this winter. We get into a situation where people cannot afford to heat their house. We're going to have another bailout. But that, that's just putting a Band-Aid on the problem. In fact, it's re-injuring another part of your body. It, 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 it will only make things worse. And what are they doing? They're getting rid of all of our energy. And they're saying this is a good thing for us. It is not a good thing. These people have got to be stopped. We have got to get out and vote. If we could possibly win the Senate, I don't know how that's going to happen. But if we could possibly win the Senate, that's the best thing that could happen to us. But we have to win the House have to this stuff has got to stop and the republicans aren't going to be able to do anything except stop it but if they don't stop it in its tracks if we don't this is insanity insanity you're going to have blackouts imagine having blackouts throughout the country that means you can't pump gas that means your bank is not going to be working. How long do you think? Remember, remember Katrina? You've got 72 hours, 72 hours. If people don't think that something's going to happen, that good guys are coming. You've got 72 hours of safety before the bad guys start to go. Oh, there's nobody coming. It's going to go on for a while. It's not good. By the way, this is exactly what we said would happen in 2009. You know why we're in this situation? Because Barack Obama insisted on putting and taking all all loans onto the federal system in 2009. He said, no, 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 banks shouldn't be involved in that. We're going to take that on ourselves. And we told you at that time, man, stop listening to people that have lied to you or who have, who have just been so dramatically wrong. It was more important for them to score points 
and say, oh, what an idiot he is. What an idiot. What a conspiracy theorist. I don't care what their motivation is, but just recognize who has been telling you what's really going on. Do not dismiss these warnings, please. We told you in 2009, this is what's going to happen. No, that's crazy. Look, here's the, here's the one thing that you really need to know. Socialism and Marxism has collapsed this country. We are not the America we have been before. We are not a constitutional republic. It has to be restored. It has to be restored. It has to be saved, even if it is in the hearts of her people. It has to be saved. It has to be preserved. Biden, if he's a socialist, man, he's the worst socialist ever. He's robbing the poor to pay the rich. That doesn't make you Robin Hood, man. That makes you the sheriff of Nottingham. You're not you're not Robin Hood. They try to make it always look up. We're Robin Hood. We're, this is what we are. But when you're the king and you have an army or a bunch of sheriffs that come to the doors of the common man, demand taxes, and it all goes to the rich and connected, you can't claim to be the good guy. You're the reason Robin Hood existed. He was fighting you. This is a massive slap in the face of every America, every American. And I'll tell you, it's happened one other time in my lifetime. I'll share that in 60 seconds. When your kids come home from school, ask them what they learned during the day. How do they answer you? Even if they're not being indoctrinated, and they are, the leftist revisionist history that they are reading does not make them excited is anybody excited about history is anybody excited about new ideas and even the old ideas that create new ideas imaginations need to be fed it is time to minimize the damage from activist teachers get your kids out of school do everything you can you've got to get the number one priority of all of us now should not be our house uh, or our jobs or any it has to be our families prepare them for the world Tuttle Twins has eight different bundles of books for kids of different ages and every bundle is on sale this week and only this week only two days left today and tomorrow I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com get a big discount on all of their bundles it's TuttleTwinsBeck.com do it for your kids future do it for my kids future TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So the last time we had a Robin Hood in the office, he did exactly the same thing. The last time I felt a slap in the face was when the average man was losing his home in 2008. The average person lost so much. So many Americans lost their home, their life savings, everything. And at that time, the sheriff came knocking at our door 
And we lost our homes while the giant banks and corporations raked in the cash from our taxes in something called TARP. They were bailed out, but we weren't. I didn't go to college because my family and I couldn't afford college. I went when I was 30. I took one semester. Why? Because I couldn't afford it. Now I'm paying for somebody else. You know, I would think that those who were kids when mom and dad lost their homes would remember how wrong or unfair things like this really are. But perhaps not. Perhaps we're past the point of reason and logic and self-governance. Perhaps the American dream, the American idea, the American question that was posed to the world and all mankind. Can man govern himself or does he need somebody to keep the foot on their neck? Perhaps that's now been answered. Perhaps now it's every man for himself and grab it while you can. After all, everybody else is doing it. Why shouldn't I? When is it my turn? Chaos. What is happening in our country is evil. It is evil. They are not telling you the truth about what is coming. They are not telling you the truth of what they are building. They are not telling you the truth about the IRS or the FBI or the CIA and NSA. And I've just said in that last paragraph, everything that marks me as an extremist American. Let me throw one more in. I believe in the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence as written. Now I'm dangerous. America. We are not in the same nation anymore. We are not. We're not fighting to get our, our country back. We are now fighting for mankind's freedom. It is in jeopardy all around the world. I was listening to BBC News World Service today. Heard a reporter in India saying, there is no freedom of speech left here. This is happening all around the globe. It's not Republican and Democrat. Glenn Beck program. Christine wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, my dog is 14 years old. I thought this might add to his quality of life. And the first time I put it on his food with a little hot water, he sniffed it, walked away for about three minutes. Then he tried it and loved it. He's gotten frisky again. He started playing with his tennis ball. Thank you so much, Rough Greens. Rough Greens isn't a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black that you sprinkle on the dog's food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in Rough Greens. And most dogs love it and go crazy for it. Now, maybe your dog doesn't like it. And that's why the folks at Rough Greens, they're so confident your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal. They'll send you a free trial pack 
just so you can feed your dog and see if they like it. They don't want you spending any money if your dog's not going to eat it. But if your dog eats it, man, order of the packs and, and just watch month after month after month the changes in your dog. It's really quite amazing to watch. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. One of the biggest news days we've seen in a while continues. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck program. Um, I believe, and I don't know exactly how to describe it. Um, this isn't quite right, but there is something about today's news cycle. Um, and I urge you, urge you to get my full show prep today. Uh, there's something that has changed. Today's news cycle is probably, it feels like the most important news day possibly of my life and it's not quite right but i don't know what it is i'm sensing but there are it's all here today it's all here if you haven't signed up for my newsletter this is the raw i've never released this before i started a few months ago um and i release all of the things that i read uh and i to prepare for the show and today there's like 50 maybe 60 stories on it but you read that and you'll understand the world. You will see the things that you need to see. And not all of them, you know, well, they're just very different. Please read it. Uh, you can get it for free at glenbeck.com. Just sign up uh, for our free morning newsletter. Uh, all right. Let me give you a couple of stories here that are disturbing. First of all, why is everyone blaming the vaccine on Donald Trump all of a sudden. Have you noticed this trend? Blaming? Yeah. It's funny because uh, Trump has obviously requested credit for the vaccine for many, many months. Correct. Now all of a sudden... The left. This could be reversing. Yeah. Now all of a sudden the left is like, you know, Donald Trump is really the one. What is it that's coming? What is it that they know that we don't know? They did push. I think what you're referring to is they... there, There was a big article that came out that Trump... And Trump officials were pressuring the medical establishment to not only push yeah, it's called through. Operation Warp Speed. Yeah, kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, they were trying to push kind of, hard. Yeah, uh, he was, by the way, incredibly clear about how hard he was pushing. Yeah. However, he did say at the time he would not overwhelm. He was not requ- He was not forcing them to do something that they did not seem. I yeah. think was accurate. But uh, by the way, it was backed up by Anthony Fauci at the time. Yeah. Fauci said that, no, we're not getting pressure from right. them. To so what is it? Through. What is it that's coming our way on the vaccines? By the way, a bigger story, Nate Silver. Now, now Nate Silver, if you don't know who he is, uh, that's uh, 538.com. He's not a Republican. No, he's not a conservative. He's he's probably moderate left. Um, and uh, he writes today that he now has evidence that the liberal public health elites pressured Pfizer to delay the fast-track approval of COVID-19 until after the 2020 presidential election. <laughs> I, I, uh, what? That's an incredibly huge story. Now, again, oh my people, gosh. you know, the, the vaccines have come, you know, have had, had a, an interesting road, let's put it that way, over yeah. the past couple of years. But uh, at that time... 
there was essentially universal agreement that that would have been very good for his campaign. Right. Politically yeah, speaking. But it was also universal. I mean, remember, done, Biden, yeah. as they're pressuring Pfizer, don't don't release it. Don't release it. Don't release it. They're on the campaign trail saying that's a pipe dream. That's not coming. And, yeah. And saying that it was probably dangerous if Trump had anything Jesus. to do with it. I wouldn't take it if it was, if, if Trump has anything so to do with it. Kamala Harris said exactly that. Uh, here's here's another story I want you to read. All of this is in today's newsletter. Another story I want you to read today, why ethics must be at the heart of augmented reality from the World Economic Forum. Uh, you can find this at weforum.org or just get it on my newsletter uh, and it'll take you right to the site. Uh, but it has, you know, in bold print right at the top of the page. Help us prevent the spread of disinformation. This article has been intentionally misrepresented on sites that spread false information. Please read the piece for yourself before sharing or commenting. Okay, so I did all of that, uh, and I still have a problem with what they're talking about. They're talking about, oh, you have depression? Put a chip in your head. Uh, You want to learn how to do something different? You want to have better memory? Put a chip in your head. Uh, you, you can't, uh, you can't hear things, you know, you don't need, you don't need, uh, hearing aids, but you're having a hard time in crowded rooms. You really want to focus, put a chip in your head. You got a problem with your, you know, bladder control, put a chip in your system. It's, it's all about transhumanism. Now you have to read this yourself, but from a a group, the World Economic Forum, that in their own propaganda piece trying to sell you the Great Reset, in that piece called Welcome to 2030, where they say, we'll, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy, they also say, you know, one of the downsides is, uh, you know, everything I say, everything I think, everywhere I go, even my dreams are monitored but it's worth it you know from the people who are telling me this no 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 there this is such an evil plan such an evil plan it's easy to see why people would go oh oh yeah mark of the beast it's an evil plan on what they're doing no they're for it i'm against it California, by the way, yesterday said they're going to ban the sales of new gas-powered cars by 2035. That means probably a dozen states will follow that because they operate under California's emissions regulations. That's even less important, though, than the fact that the car companies will all go along with it because they want to sell cars in California. They, right, they're, gonna, they're not going to be I'm, making new cars that, I mean, yeah, very to be fair, few. they've already said... 2030 2030 or 2035 for, for no more uh, gas-powered cars anyway but like I, i've talked to people in the auto industry i've talked to people who follow this stuff closely who say you know that is what they're saying but like when we get closer to it if people still want gas-powered cars there's a good chance that they don't do that well no they but won't with esg standards and this right with esg standards that's not gonna happen this locks them in right because, well Yes, it locks them in, but also it does something else. The ESG standards are making sure there is no oil. Gasoline at uh, 2035 at this rate will be $60 a gallon. 
They will make it so rare that you will not be able to ever afford gasoline. It's interesting because they, you know, look, Elon Musk has proven, I think, that you can have an electric car that is nice and works well and has all sorts of limitations, but a lot of people really enjoy. I have a friend who has a Tesla and he really likes it. You know, he doesn't drive that much, but he really likes it. He doesn't have to drive long distances, but, you know, for him it works, right? It's plausible. But there is absolutely no suggestion from anyone to to cover heavy industrial equipment, for example. No. Uh, for Farm for uh, for uh, you know uh, industrial process heating, right? Yeah. Thing, these are these are functions that only come from fossil fuels. There is no electric equivalent. There's nothing on the horizon. I know Elon Musk has like a few trucks. electric powered trucks, but they're nowhere near ready. Uh, to to be widespread they're not even for sale at this point i mean there's all sorts of things that fossil fuels do outside of powering cars you have to view everything remember i said years ago the operative word will be chaos okay you have Mm. to view everything that is being done through the lens of i want chaos because chaos allows the system to collapse on its own weight And then if I have the power, I reshape the globe. That is exactly what is happening. And people keep arguing as if this is a Republican Democrat thing. Why are they saying the same things in Europe, in France, in Germany, in Italy, in England, in Japan? We're all having the same conversations because it is a global effort. This is about, are we going to be a local community or controlled by a federal government? And that federal government, is it going to be a national government or will it be controlled by uh, stakeholders in the world in a new global government? That's what this is about. That's what this is about. This is Robin Hood. Your Robin Hood They are the sheriff of Nottingham. That's what it's about. They will get rich from you. You will do the work. They will take the cash. By the way, here's another story in today's newsletter. From The Guardian, insects could give meaty taste to food and help environment scientists find how many bug-related food stories is there is does somebody know something that you don't know? Because I do know what they know. Do you know? Get rid of meat. Get rid of cattle. Which brings me to the next story. Did you see that California is telling the ranchers to stop taking water for agriculture? <laughs> I mean, I think you shut down everything else. Everything else before you stop watering plants that grow food. Today's news is is maybe it's going to be eye opening. Maybe that's what I feel. I don't know something about today's news. Maybe if you just read that newsletter, just read the stories. They're not from me. It's just. The news that I went out and gathered and my producers gathered. We do it every day, 21 hours between shows. 
That's the number one job of everybody that works for me. Go find the stories that are out there that people aren't talking about that should be. They need to be aware of these things. Maybe that's it. Because when you look at it, it is overwhelming on what's being built. Next hour, I'm going to get into, I just did a special last night on how out of control the FBI is. And I've got new news today that is just as bad as what I showed you last night. And it's facts. This is not coming from, you know, uh, you know, greenearth.org. These are facts that we now know. I'll piece it together for you next hour. Stand by. If you're a renter right now, I bet you've noticed something happening. Your rent costs over the past couple of years, in short, are going up. I bet you're paying way more now than you were before Lunchbox Joe got into office. Why is that? Well, because landlords couldn't hold rent. They, they were told, nope, nope, they don't have to pay rent. Well, they want to make their money back now because they were put into uh, tight pinches. And they know they can get it because nobody can afford houses. Why? Because 25% of all American homes that have been sold have been purchased by companies like BlackRock. So anyway, if you're not having problems with rent yet, you will. Uh, Maybe it's time to move past that problem and look into finally investing in a house. I know it's a big step. Uh, And we're at a point where your rent payment is as high or higher than a mortgage payment. It makes sense. Now, the interest rates are at about 5% right now. But I have to tell you, it will only spell the end of the economy, end of the dollar, if they lower these interest rates. With what Biden did yesterday, you can count on interest rates going up. And if not... Head for the hills. Uh, Please call American Financing. I urge you, call them today. Whether you're a renter looking to buy a new house, homeowner looking to find better ways to save money month to month, American Financing can help you in big ways. Please call them. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. Hello, America. Uh, It is my job to um, keep tabs of the news. And I think more and more it's to keep tab of the news so you don't have to. Um, But there is so much going on. I I urge you to listen to the podcast uh, and read our work and join us at The Blaze. Um, things Things are changing. You know, Charlie Crist yesterday said he doesn't want any votes from DeSantis supporters. Listen to this. Quote, those who support the governor should stay with him and vote for him. I don't want your vote. If you have that hate in your heart, keep it there. I want the vote of the people who care about our state. Oh, my gosh. Mm. He then says, this guy is anti-democracy. I'll be pro-democracy. And then what's on his list? 
on his list of to-dos is to issue an executive order to reverse the legislation on uh, abortions. Ron DeSantis and the Republicans got through the House and the Senate. Now, the governor signed it. That is the Democratic process. He got it passed that there is a 15-week ban. So after 15 weeks, you can't abort the child. That is still longer than France. Okay? Europe, they don't wait that long. It's still longer than France. What does Chris say he, he'll do? He'll sign an executive order. I don't know about you, but uh, I mean, I think we're going to we are going to have a constitutional convention because we have to have one. We have to have a constitutional convention. Um, but one thing I'd like to get rid of is the executive order. The, these are out of control. Everything that is happening now is through executive order. And and the reason why you can't. You, you don't understand what's in these bills is because we don't pass separate bills anymore. We pass these enormous bills with all kinds of stuff hidden inside of them. That's got to stop because we have to have the Congress and the Senate make laws and we have to stop the administration from growing out of control through executive orders. And if you remember right, I had a problem with it when Donald Trump was doing it. You don't run the country on executive orders. The Glenn Beck Program. Strive Asset <laughs> is really important. This is uh, Vivek Rameshwamy's company. It just launched its energy index firm to go up against groups like BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard. These are Texas just banned BlackRock yesterday, but Texas, I think they're being weak. It's, it's, it's shameful, Texas. Anyway, um, Strive Management launched their first ETF, an exchange-traded fund, if you didn't know, which is called DRLL, Drill. And it's dedicated to investors who are striving for America energy independence. Let your voice be heard. Take your money out of these mutual funds and these funds that are working against you. I guarantee you, you have some of your savings or some of your retirement in BlackRock State Street Vanguard. Don't do it. Get out of that and invest in DRLL. You'll have to do your own homework. Voting in November will help, but you money doesn't talk, it screams. Turn the money off. Take your money back. Take control of your own voice. Go to strivefunds.com slash DRLL. Strivefunds.com slash DRLL. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Last night, I began to tell you just how bad the FBI is on this uh, Trump Marlago thing and what they were really looking for. Well, I've got some updates for you as well today. And some new FBI whistleblowers are out. Isn't that great? By the way, Jared Kushner also joins us on today's program. I really want to talk to him about what I think is the greatest accomplishment that nobody talks about. Peace in the Middle East. Couldn't be done. Little Mr. Short Pants Kushner going in. What expertise does he have? Yet he got it done. And now we're ignoring it. And the world eventually will weep. We begin with the FBI in 60 seconds. Been talking to you for a long time about inflation and how bad it's been, how bad it's likely to get as we move forward. It is going to get bad. This bill that, uh, not bill. <laughs> Remember the days when we used to pass bills? Uh, the um, executive order that the president unveiled yesterday is going to, <sighs> what? Give money that people didn't have. Uh, and take it from others so you'll pay higher taxes if you had a loan you're not getting it forgiven i'm paying for it okay somebody pays for it and then the good news is we'll all pay for it again in the hell of inflation anyway i digress please 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 if you are struggling if you're trying just make ends meet before you get into real trouble please call american financing and see how they can help you. They can save you sometimes a couple hundred bucks a month, a thousand dollars a month. Call them now. American Financing, 800-906-2440. They'll even help you repair your credit. It's a free service. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So, I... <laughs> I want to go to a very important uh, piece of audio that I think should live in infamy. This is Merrick, Gar- Merrick Garland just a couple of days after the raid on Mar-a-Lago. First, I personally approve the decision to seek a search warrant in this matter. Second, the department does not take such a decision lightly. Where possible, it is standard practice to seek less intrusive means as an alternative to a search, and to narrowly scope any search that is undertaken. Third, let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. The men and women of the FBI and the Justice Department are dedicated patriotic public servants oh my gosh do you hear that i want you to i want you to understand what he just said uh look i made the decision we went in you know we'll be telling you through leaks and other things that it was nuclear and then we'll back off of that one that's why we're not going to make that official we're just going to use the press to to launder that lie uh but i'm not going to hear it i how dare you how dare you question the fidelity of the FBI. How dare you? You will not question. Mm, I've heard that before somewhere. Let me think. Where did I hear it? It was kind of staticky when I heard. You will not 
question. Yeah, I remember who used to say things like that. You will not question the vaccine. Okay, all righty. Look, here's the thing. We now know the FBI lied to the FISA court so they could spy on Trump's campaign. We now know an FBI lawyer was found to have falsified evidence to to make their case to spy on Trump's campaign. Let me say that again. An FBI agent went in, took a document, altered the document to say the exact opposite of what that document said, and then gave it to a FISA court under oath and asked for the, the warrant so they could wiretap listen in and spy that guy got a slap on the wrist fbi employees were busted for trading gifts for leaked information all of this stuff we know does everybody in the country know is everybody paying attention because i'm i'm really not sure Now, President Joe Biden has insisted that he said this last night. I have zero advance notice of August 8th. Zero. Z-E-E-R-E-S-H-O-O. Zero information. Really? Okay. You didn't know anything? Really? Nothing. I find that really hard to believe. Well, not with Joe Biden. I should put in time. I, I absolutely believe he has no recollection of anything. Mr. President, we just briefed you just a few minutes ago. Am I going to play tennis? Oh, my gosh. But I don't believe that no one in the White House. It, that doesn't make any sense. I didn't have any advance notice, none, zero, not a single bit, zero. Okay. Well, now there's a newly released letter, came out yesterday. President Joe Biden, new Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland, had authorized the FBI raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago's home. White House officials, they spun that the president and his staff had no clue, no clue. But it turns out... They enabled and at least knew about the ongoing investigation, and it gets worse. Now public, May 10th letter to Team Trump from acting National Archivist Deborah Steidel uh, notes that the uh, president's counsel had told her, quote, President Biden defers to my determination on respecting your claim of executive privilege in retaining various documents and that she had decided not to honor those claims. So that means somebody went and said, hey, he's got all these documents. We need to get them. Now, this is this is a year later. Why all of a sudden? Well, last night I showed you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we we forget. Oh, we forget about Trump fighting back. We forget that he has a court case against all of the people that smeared him, defamed him and cost him the presidency. Anyone related in this Russia gate crap and he has the documents and he filed them. Lo and behold, after he files this in court. And he says he's going to release them to the public. All of a sudden, the government's very interested to see what he has. 
So the FBI went to the president and said, hey, we need to get these. Are you going to enforce executive privilege? Uh, No, no. Now, here's where it gets really, really bad. According to that ever, forever, relentless right-wing newspaper, the New York Times, they reported that Biden has been telling his aides that he wants Garland to indict Trump, quote, for something. Huh. Wow. So you know who the criminal is. You just need to find the crime. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't sound good, does it? Now, multiple FBI whistleblowers, including those in senior positions, according to Senator Grassley's office, are raising the alarm about tampering by senior FBI and Justice Department officials in politically sensitive investigations running from election and campaign finance probes across multiple election cycles. Prior to 2020, the presidential campaign, some of the content of a laptop belonging to Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, became public. It appeared to show damaging information. But the media and the FBI and the DOJ and, oh, I've been the head of CIA for a while now, so I know. I know a fake when I see one, although I didn't see it. But I can tell you right now, all of us in the intelligence world, we know that came from from Russia. Really? By the way, Utah, you've got to throw Mike Lee out and get yourself a good CIA agent. You know, a good CIA operative to be there because he's going to clean up the government. Oh, yeah. No, you trust the CIA. No, that's going to be good. Um, (laughs) All of these people were in on it. Now listen to the latest. After the FBI, according to whistleblowers... After the FBI obtained the Hunter Biden laptop from the Wilmington, Delaware computer shop, the whistleblower stated that local FBI leadership told employees you will not look at the Hunter Biden laptop. The FBI is not going to change the outcome of this election again. Huh. I hope you understand that the longer your office stands on the sidelines and delays investigating the FBI's actions, the harder it will be for you to uncover the truth and hold individuals accountable for wrongdoing. The FBI is dirty. The FBI, the IRS, are entering, remember, both of those were started by Woodrow Wilson. Both of those. We don't want a federal police force. Okay? The FBI, the DOJ, the ATF. Why is it that when the IRS apparently needs to kick down a door, why do they have their own SWAT team? The federal government should coordinate with the state. This is a federal police force. 
right now, we have a Gestapo. Now, I know that that is, I know that's heated to say that. But just let me ask you a couple of questions. What is the Gestapo? The Gestapo was started as a good thing. The German people thought at the beginning it was a good thing. And they're wearing snappy uniforms, too. So the Gestapo was given vast resources, vast investigatory, uh, investigatory, uh, investigatory uh, powers because they had to find the enemies of the state. Mm, I think that's what we have in the FBI. The Gestapo spied on mail and phone calls. Well, they're now lying to FISA courts so they can do the same. Our, our post office has been drafted in to the intelligence agencies. The Gestapo had power to render anyone an enemy of the state. Speak up at the school board. What are you? Vote for the wrong person. What are you? By the way, enemy of the state here's the list of characteristics that are being used by the fbi to identify an individual especially especially anyone who disagrees with the government as potential domestic terrorists you might be a domestic terrorist in the eyes of the fbi and its network if you express libertarian philosophies that can be in a statement or a bumper sticker Exhibit Second Amendment-oriented views, NRA or gun club membership. Read survivalist literature, including apocalyptic fictional books. Show signs of self-sufficiency. You stockpile food, ammo, hand tools, medical supplies. If you fear an economic collapse, if you buy gold or barter items, if you subscribe to religious views concerning the book of Revelation... My gosh, this is evil. If you voice fears about big brother or big government, if you expound about constitutional rights and civil liberties, if you believe in a new world order conspiracy. I don't say this with joy. I never thought I would say this. But the FBI and the intelligence departments, the IRS, they are uh, not good. They are becoming a threat to the American people. And the... The Congress better act. We vote you guys in. You better act. Pass a bill so when you get the Senate, it can be passed in the Senate. You've got to defund these military-style organizations. And if you don't believe me that it's military-style, wait. I'll give you some new information you probably haven't heard anywhere next. Okay, so, I mean, look, you're already on a list. You're probably on a dozen lists, so 
We'll say hi to each other as we pass each other in the yard. You know what I mean? If, uh, if you haven't been stockpiling up on food and anticipating of the coming shortages, it's really time for you to consider getting started. Inflation is crazy. Who knows what other crazy things are going to happen in the coming months. We're headed for energy shortages, food shortages all around the world. Uh, I mean, God help us. Is it insane to think we could be at war with Russia next year? I don't I think anybody who said, that's impossible. How do you, really? But even if it is just inflation, please call my Patriot Supply today. They're having the biggest sale they've ever had. $250 off their three-month emergency food kit. Unlike the companies out there that sell food that you store, um, these guys are in the fight with you. This is a company that has started to make their own food because they saw the food that you were being sold was garbage. And that's why they got into it about 2007. And now they are the number one company, I think, in the world. Now, this is a limited time offer. I'm urging you take advantage of this now. Preparewithglenn.com. Grab three-month emergency food kit for $250 off the regular price. Good news is you're a little spy of a postman won't know it's emergency food okay because it's an unmarked box <laughs> used to be because you didn't want your neighbors to know now you don't want the mailman to know prepare with glenn.com that's prepare with glenn.com 10 seconds station id oh yeah oh yeah so let me just give you a little update. Um, you know, put into perspective what our government is doing. The IRS just was handed funding that would allow them to hire 87,000 new agents. If you've ever watched a Dallas Cowboys football game, the sold out standing room only crowd in the Dallas Cowboys stadium is 80,000. So that means there's 7,000 IRS agents waiting outside of Dallas Cowboys Stadium. I, I, uh, do you know that the 26 agencies from under the president, 26, not law enforcement agencies, I'm talking about the, the small business administration, okay? They spent $110.6 million on guns, ammo, and military-style uh, equipment. Okay? 27 law enforcement agencies spent $800 million on guns and ammos. So that's FBI, Border Patrol, ICE, the Marshal Service, the ATF, DHS. They spent $800 million. But the Veterans Affairs, the IRS, the Executive Office to the President, the Social Security Administration, uh, NOAA, the Climate Cops, they spent $110 million. And if you, if you want to, I mean, why is the Department of Commerce arming up? Why is the Food and Nutrition Service arming up? The Bureau of Engraving and Printing. Why, as they are trying to disarm us, 
Why does the USDA, why are they arming up right now? I don't have the answer that would make anyone feel better. But we have got to get out and vote this November. And don't just vote. If that mealy mouth Republican is like, well, you know, I'm going to sign a bill about a flag burning amendment. If they don't get it, get them out. The Glenn Back Program. Uh, 9-11, 2,977 people were killed in horrific terrorist attacks on American soil. And we all vowed that we would never forget. Well, one organization kept that promise, and they have done amazing things. It's Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They've been supporting America's heroes and their families ever since. So when a first responder or a military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, when daddy, the police officer, goes out and is shot by some bum that should have been in jail, Tunnel to Towers pays off the mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring the family back to some sort of stable place. I want you to check out Tunnel to Towers, and it's so important that we continue to be charitable because it's going to get harder and harder, and we must open our hearts and do good every day. We have to exercise that Judeo-Christian muscle, and this is a way for you to do it. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and sign up. Be a member of Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. Happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're so glad that you're here. I want to go through some of the stories that uh, we're just not going to have time to hit. And and honestly, in today's show throughout, I'm hitting about uh, maybe 40 percent of the news that you will find in my daily show prep newsletter. This is uh, I don't think anybody has ever done it to this detail before. I just uh, it's raw news. Um, and it is what I read every morning, what my staff, my, uh, all of my producers work on for 21 hours after a show, we begin show prepping immediately for the next day show. And, uh, about six months ago, I just felt that the news was so important and I couldn't get it all into the show and you might miss something I hit in you know, hour one or hour three or whatever. So we released it. Uh, after much debate, and uh, you can get it now at glenbeck.com. It is free. Just sign up for it. I'm using about 40% of what's in that newsletter today is on the program today. Um, but let me just give you some, let me just give you some of the highlights because I think today, for some reason, uh, after going through all of it, I thought this today is different. There's something different about the news, and I haven't been able to put my finger on it. It feels like the most important news day of my life, of my career. But I, 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 that's not quite right, and I don't know what it is. But maybe you can figure it out. 
Let me give you some of the uh, stories. Atlanta police identify a man accused of defacing rainbow crosswalks with swastikas. So, of course, they arrested this white Nazi. Oh, no, he's not a white Nazi. He's a black nationalist. He has a, a an account online where he talks openly about killing people and how blacks are the master race. The vandalism, of course, when they were, it's got to be white nationalists that are doing probably white Christian nationalists. No, it wasn't. Some of his posts make reference to a master race of black people. Other posts are religious in nature. He targets Jehovah Witnesses for portraying biblical figures as white. Um, you know, he is uh, he's, he's not a well man, but he's also black. Um, Biden has announced yesterday another three billion dollars in arms for Ukraine my research staff is working right now. There is something very wrong with the money that we're sending over there. There's something very wrong. And I, I think old scores are being settled. Old political scores. Remember, this was the playground of George Soros, of Hillary Clinton, of Barack Obama, of, of Joe and Hunter Biden. This, this was a funnel of money. That's just been lost. We've sent over there, and this is, you know, 10 years ago. Just lost. Don't know what happened. Where did I put that $1.8 billion? I just can't find it. Did I leave it in my other suit? Um, and I, I don't have any evidence now, but I have a feeling if you want to start looking up some things, if you're good at being an investigative mole, but I'm telling you, something, something's really wrong there. Uh, the Biden administration has now moved to formalize DACA, to protect 600,000 migrants from any kind of legal challenge. By the way, we're up to 4 million people that have come into the United States under his watch. Um, also, Biden has now moved to fund Canadian mines while blocking U.S. mining. Isn't that great? Love that. It's good for Canada. Mexican journalist was killed hours after publishing a story about local officials involvement in a dis in the disappearance of 43 students in 2014. These buses filled with these students was found just shot all up. We know that they were surrounded by police. They came in for some reason. They just opened fire on these buses and then the bodies were gone. Kids were gone. What happened? No investigation until this guy starts to question and he publishes something online. He's killed within a couple of uh, hours. Spotify. Now, this is interesting. Spotify spends how much? A hundred million dollars on Joe Rogan. Wasn't that what it was? That was what it was reported as. I think it was, you know, a lot of reports that it was even more than that. Okay. So let's just a say lot. it's a hundred million. That's a lot of money for a company. Their biggest investment when it comes to podcasting. By far. By far. Did you know that Spotify, now as they started looking into this, never recommends the Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> that's like that's like watching ABC and they say, tonight. It's a new episode of your favorite show on NBC. Oh, and we're running this stuff, too. Well, they're not 
advertising. They are not suggesting it. He's cut out of the algorithm. Washington Post, a rape survivor, a rape survivor, uh, says the Washington Post falsely ascribed to me the view that the court's decision in Dobbs, the abortion case, to open the door of forced sterilizations by removing constitutional protections for women's bodily autonomy was false. My position is, in fact, the opposite. She was raped as a 13-year-old girl and then sterilized against her will by the state of North Carolina after bringing her baby to term. We're still doing progressive sterilizations? Why is that happening? I I thought we stopped that in the 1920s and 30s. By the way, so you know... The Germans didn't come up with it. We did. We taught eugenics to them. Literally, the top eugenicists in the, in the world were in America. And they made a journey over to uh, Ger- Germany to explain to all of the very sophisticated German progressive science scientists What could be done through eugenics? They learned that from us. Judicial Watch, a great organization that really, if you can help an organization, they they are really good. They just filed a FOIA lawsuit against the National Archives for hiding the records tied to uh, the raid on Trump's home. And yet... Another senseless murder. A progressive George Soros prosecutor in Virginia dropped charges against a felon with a history of gun charges. Now, I can guarantee you, if you're caught on a gun charge or I'm caught on a gun charge, they will throw away the key. But this guy was a felon with a history of gun charges. He was let out. He was freed by the Soros prosecutor. Well, he didn't use his time well. Francis Rose shot two innocent bystanders in the head while robbing an apartment complex in Alexandria, Virginia. By the way, Alexandria, Virginia used to be a pretty safe place. It's right across the Potomac River. From Washington, D.C. It used to be a place where you didn't fear for your life. At some point, this is all the gods of the copybook headings. That the truth will return. It has to. The question is. How much of everything will it burn down in our (laughs) quest to reestablish it? Because everything we're doing now, the Constitution never foresaw any of this, any of this, because this this is all insanity. 
I mean, literally, it, we have gone insane. We will be remembered as the craziest and God, please destroy us before we can use our technology. Please destroy us. Um, if, if we're not careful, we will become the darkest nation ever. We will go from the, the shining city on the hill to with our modern technology in the hands of the wrong people. We'll kill millions, hundreds of millions. We will make Mao look like a rookie. And I fear that's already happening in some of our policies, but they're right now they're not our policies. They're going to be blamed on America, but it is the World Economic Forum and their policies. And it's so important for you to know that this is not an American problem. Yes, we're dealing with it here. But every Western country in the world is dealing with it as well. That's why you see protest. And that's why you're not being shown the protests. Have you ever lived in a time where there have been massive protests in Europe and you don't see them on the news? Why is that, I wonder? Because they don't want, to, they don't want you to see what they're facing because they're ahead with the farmers, they're ahead of us. And what the farmers are saying now is none of this works. You're going to starve all of Europe and the world to death if you continue down this road. Because we cannot farm that way. They don't want you seeing that. You have to actually go search for it. So do. Just look up European protests, farmers, and... See the truth of what these policies that have now been given power and teeth through the um, Inflation Reduction Act. The EPA has been given the power, the money and the teeth to enforce this now on our farmers. Read all about these things. Uh, every day you can find my newsletter at glenbeck.com. Lenbeck.com. It is a free service to you. Does being online make you nervous? If not, probably should. Every day while you're being a responsible citizen going to work, there are people out there who are spending their days trying to figure out fun and new ways to separate you from your personal data. And it is not just, you know, people in their basement. There is data being collected on you and worse, your children all of the time. It is really important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives. We do everything online. Everything. Get 25% off a subscription to LifeLock now, Stu. I'm thinking about, oh, I've said this before and it never happened. I got to get the whole family involved and that's going to be the problem. I don't think we should have the internet anymore. <laughs> I mean, I just think that it is just... It's just not good. It's just not good. When do you officially move into the Unabomber shack? Is that a something that we can build for you now? Is it something? Well, if I already I, had built it. Uh, you know, Max Zorin from uh, Zorin Industries uh, and A View to a Kill uh, documentary from the gosh. 80s. His plan was to set off an earthquake that would flood Silicon Valley 
Was he that wrong? I mean, it's second look at Max Zorn and his philosophies. It's the only one, honestly, it's the only James Bond where I was rooting for the bad guy. (laughs) Anyway, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. A damn James Bond. Call 1-800. That's what happens when you let foreigners in here. Okay, they stop bad guys from flooding Silicon Valley. Mm. Uh, 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or uh, just head to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK and save 25%. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. So Jared Kushner joins us in uh, just a minute. He's uh, got a new book out called Breaking History. Really excited to talk to him. I think he it will go down in history, as will uh, his father-in-law, Donald Trump, as, uh, as pulling off one of the most amazing, honestly, miracles ever. I mean, the, the, <laughs> uh, about the uh, Abrahamic Accords. Yeah. I, it's- I mean, and moving the embassy. He was demeaned by the media for having control of anything. Mm-hmm. How could you put the Middle East in control of Jared Kushner? And I, I you know, never was there's never any credit given to the Trump administration for what happened there. But that's no, one of the, they canceled it right at, as soon as they got in. They just like, screw that. Yeah. Moving, moving the embassy. How about that? Remember, that was supposed to cause some major world war. And we were all none of that happened. Totally ignored. You, you know why? He just wasn't. Th- I, I, I'm going to ask him, but uh, he wasn't thinking like a State Department member. Everybody else has been educated through the Council of Foreign Relations, and then they go into the State Department after they've been in college and universities, and they all think alike. He didn't. He didn't. And he's got a new book out. Um, and it is, it's fascinating, that, that particular part especially, it's fascinating how they viewed the Middle East in a completely different way. They viewed it as a business thing. And it changed everything. It's like we didn't look at it as countries. We looked at it as business. That's, I mean, it's fascinating. It's exactly what people wanted out of the Trump administration when it yep. started. And yep. I mean, at least there, it played yep. heavy, heavy dividends. Yeah, but never got the credit for it. Nope. Jared, Jared Kushner joins us. Uh, after the uh, top of the hour, local news on most of your, most of our affiliates. And if you've missed any part of the show, it's a good one. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. You can get the Glenn Beck podcast. Please rate and review for us. It helps other people discover uh, the podcast. But you can get it wherever you get your podcast. And in a minute, I'll tell you who's on our Thursday podcast the special. Glenn Beck program. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Covenant Eyes. There was a time if you wanted to keep your children from being exposed to pornography, you mostly had to monitor the types of kids they hung out with. You know what I mean? But that's not the case anymore. It is pervasive, dangerous. It worms its way into people's homes, their relationship, their lives. It ruins marriages and isolates people from one another. And it exploits innocence. 
it's a problem. And if you have a problem, you want to make sure that you can stay away from it. Get Covenant Eyes accountability software free for 30 days. Just visit it, coveyes.com slash Glenn. That's C-O-V-E-Y-E-S dot com slash Glenn. Block pornography and, and be accountable for it. Please check out coveyes.com slash Glenn. the one-year anniversary of the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Do you have your tree up to celebrate yet? Because I do. It is great. Um, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, also, the disasters just keep coming. This disaster of a, of a loan forgiveness is not forgiveness. It's a transfer of wealth, the largest transfer from the poor to the rich in American history. It is the same amount of money that we spent in 2022 to fund the entire U.S. Army. But no big deal. Let's just give it away. That and Jared Kushner, a guy who's actually quietly done a hell of a lot of stuff and really never got credit for him, for it he's got a new book out really really good it's i mean it's well i'm going to ask him a couple of questions that are in the book and you have to read the book how did jared kushner become the guy who cracked the middle east peace accords jared kushner joins me in 60 seconds look there might be you know something you want to change in your house refresh things spice your house up just a little bit you're going to make some uh, few changes to your living environment. The easiest and the most effective way for the money to make a difference in your house is blind shade shutters, things like that. Now, also, we're headed towards winter. Uh, the I don't know about your electric bill, but mine is insane. Insane. If you're living in a house that, you know, you don't have really insulated windows, Shutters make a huge, huge difference. It'll spice up your house, make it look nice, contemporary. Shutters, drapes, blinds, whatever. But it will also help you cut the cost of energy. So go to blinds.com right now. They're having an amazing special. It's 40% off everything at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Go there now. Rules and restrictions may apply. Do you remember this from Saturday Night Live? And now sitting in my little cush ball, Jared Kushner. You're unbelievable. (laughs) 
Jared, I've sent you all around the world to represent me, but no one's ever heard you speak. You're like a little Jewish Amelie. You know, it's amazing. In the time, that guy went on to shoot somebody on the set and kill him, uh, Alec Baldwin, which I didn't see coming. And also, I don't think people saw coming the, the Abrahamic Accords. Jared Kushner joins us now. Uh, and his uh, his new book that is out, Breaking History, a White House memoir. Hello, Jared. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for having me, and thank you for reminding me of that uh, that, that SNL skit. That was yeah. quite funny. I mean, they really hammered you. At one point, they put you in little short pants, and I don't know about you. I think you, based on that response, feel the same way. When they first started mocking me on Saturday Night Live, I thought, Oh, I've made it somehow or another. Um, even if they're making fun of you, that's that's great. E- even better. Um, but how everybody said, Jared Kushner, how could you possibly send him to the Middle East? We've been trying to cat- crack this code for 80 years now. And yet you did. Can you talk a little bit about what you write about in the book, about how you crack that? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, it, it, it was definitely... A challenge that when we got involved, it was it. I don't know. Maybe they thought I couldn't make it any worse than all the professionals who'd worked on it for <laughs> decades before. But, uh, but, but what I did was I went there and, and I write about this extensively in my book. Uh, how my first year was really spent just listening. I, I was meeting with all the different leaders and I was asking them questions, which they actually had a hard time processing at first because they were so used to not having these questions asked. Which is America has so much power to influence things. And we've done some things that actually have made this region much worse. If you were in my shoes, what would you be doing? And, and finally, it got to really interesting conversations. And I listened to everyone's point of view. And I, I really realized that peace is about the future and that you have to get people to focus on their joint interests. So let's put everyone on the same side of the table. And then there were certain patterns that became very clear to me that were contrary to what all the conventional wisdom was. And there's one example I give in the book where I was meeting with one of the great foreign policy uh, academics who's well-respected. And I I laid out for him my approach. And I said to him, well, do you think I have a chance of succeeding? And he said, absolutely not. And I said, why so negative? He said, Jared, nobody's made any money betting on success in the Middle East in the last 25 years. So I Mm -hmm. like that you're bringing new ideas, but you just have no chance of being successful. But ultimately, I think by building strong relationships, by thinking outside the box, again, I write a lot in this book about uh, President Trump and my interactions with him and my interactions with all the world leaders. We took a fresh approach. We tried to be empirical. We tried to be pragmatic. We saw things for what they were. And again, we were ruthlessly criticized for the approach we took in the Middle East up until it worked. So in the book, you talk about David Freeman, um, and he's a bankruptcy lawyer in Manhattan. And he suggested, and you guys decided to use, uh, to look at the Israeli-Palestinian conflict like a bankruptcy. So um, can you explain that? And is it that you guys were not... You know, Council of Foreign Relations, years and years at the State Department that you came from a business background and had a totally fresh set of eyes. So so you have to always look at a situation and put yourself in the other people's shoes and try to figure out what are the fulcrum components that are driving a situation. And so when we look at the situation you know, you, you couldn't equate the Israelis and the Palestinians. One was a democracy, one was a kleptocracy. One had a super powerful military. One was basically, you know, just, just kind of a, it was, it was kind of a, a con job at some point. And so we saw it for what it was. And we weren't trying to be balanced. We were trying to be honest. And I think that that 
really uh, really was 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 distorting for a lot of people. So we we saw that the whole Palestinian situation was uh, they got billions of dollars of aid. There was it was never conditions based, and we basically said like you know U.S. foreign aid is not entitlement. If we're going to give you this money, uh, we want to see certain things happen. And so we worked very hard over a couple of years to do certain things. And again, I give President Trump tremendous credit for what he did, because when he moved the embassy, I I take people into the situation room and how he had opposition from Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, the intel community said World War III would occur. And what he basically did was he calibrated uh, all the different advice. He made a very measured decision, decided to go forward with it, despite the advice of everyone that it was going to cause war. Uh, He tasked me with reaching out to all the different leaders and saying, look, you know, don't, you can't cherry pick your relationship with America. We're helping you with Iran. We're helping you with military. We're helping you with economy. You know, don't, don't mess around with this. And so he made the decision. Uh, Everyone said the world was going to end. And then what happened was the next morning, the sun rose, the next evening, the sun set and life moved on and it was done. And the same thing happened with the Iran deal. So President Trump was starting to realize that certain variables that people thought were fixed were actually fluid. And I give many examples in the book of these interactions and how we moved around all these different uh, elements in order to create the opportunity for people to see the Israeli-Palestinian issue for what it really was and to see that it really was about leadership trying to stay in power so they could maintain the flow of funds that they had. And they had no interest in making the lives of their people better. I believe that the, the, the job of a, of a leader is number one, to keep their people safe, and number two, to give them an environment where they can have opportunity to better their lives and their children's lives and have hope and, 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 and excitement for the future. So, and the Palestinian leadership was, was, was not doing that. In your uh, book, we're talking to Jared Kushner in his book, Breaking History, a White House Memoir. Um, you, you talk about one of the things that you were doing was, and totally makes sense. You united the Middle East, um, because you recognized the common foe was Iran and that kind of brought people together. And, and when your dad, or when your father-in-law, the president got out of, uh, the Iran, um, you know, the stupid, dangerous Iran, uh, peace deal, um, that made a difference. How much of a role did that play? And what does it mean that we are sitting down at the table with Iran now? So, so the first deal in 2014 was probably one of the worst transactions ever done. It may be in the history of, of diplomacy. And it just made absolutely no sense. Iran was on a glide path to a nuclear weapon. Uh, they had gotten $150 billion in funds that were basically now they were using to, to fund Hezbollah, Hamas, all these different people. They were chanting death to America, death to Israel. It made absolutely no sense. But what it did is it kind of scared the crap out of all of the Arab countries to say, okay, this is uh, this could be that bad. And actually, when we got there, they were starting to rebuild their relationship with China and saying, look, are we, you know, when, when America went and did the deal with Persia, we were thinking we had to teach our kids Chinese because America was not dependable anymore. And we said, wait, guys, wait, wait a minute, calm down here. These, these, these relationships that we've had with you guys have been longstanding many, many decades. You know, we, we agree that what happened here was terrible, but let's figure out a rational policy. And we, we, what we did is we reimposed sanctions on Iran. We took their, um, their oil exports down from 2.6 million barrels a day to 100,000. Uh, we wow. really dissected their economy, and we, 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 they were out of foreign currency reserves, and we stopped. And what Trump, you say about Iran is that they never 
won a war, but they've never lost a negotiation. And so he figured out how to really create a better condition than what we inherited. And we really tried to give the incoming administration a much stronger hand, which was only buttressed by the fact that we had Iraq much more stable than when we got there. ISIS caliphate was, was, was eliminated. And now we had the Abraham Accords. So all the way from Haifa, our goal is to try to create a, a place of security from Haifa to Muscat in, in Oman and then get economic connectivity between it all Jeez. to basically show the Iranian people that there would be the opportunity for you to live a better life if you join into this. So instead of following, again, we had six peace deals in the last six months. I write about how we made those uh, occur. Uh, instead, the administration runs and goes back to Iran on their knees, begging to make the old stupid deal. And so it, it makes no sense to me. But again, I think that what you'll see in this book is that we came with an outsider's perspective. We, we tried to bring common sense. And again, we, we really broke the mold on a lot of issues and did things contrary to what people who were the conventional thinkers in Washington did and why they did those things for decades before we got there. I didn't understand and why they're going back to some of these things now that you know we've seen that these policies that, that were different are working uh, it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, we are going to be short on time. So I, uh, there's so many questions I'd like to ask you. For instance, uh, you know, if you would have thrown in bad stuff about president <laughs> Trump, you would have made a fortune and the left would have loved you and leave left you alone. And you didn't do it. Congratulations. Yeah, I, I've learned that the, the, the love of the left is something that is, uh, it's not worth what people think it is. I see people contorting themselves and saying certain things that they don't believe or not saying certain things that they believe. Uh, but the left has no loyalty. They turn on you in a second. And uh, I think it's much better to say the truth. And, yeah. and look, I, I do think that being in the White House, I, I saw so much information asymmetry in terms of how we recovered, what we did. Uh, but again, there was two currents in this book that, that I tried to capture uh, happening at the same time. One was that we run to relentless attacks, being accused of collusion with Russia and treason, and then you know uh, impeached for, for trying to investigate corruption in Ukraine and attacked by the media. And I tried to show what it was like living through all of that while also getting all these things done, right? When President Trump, uh, you know, in office, we had uh, inflation was low, gas prices were low, wages were rising, the wealth gap was shrinking, we had peace in Europe, we had peace with, you know, with China, we were making great deals, we had them on their back foot. And that didn't all happen by accident. And so I tried to take people inside the room and the trade deals, the negotiations with President Putin, the negotiations with, with King Salman, the negotiations with, with President Xi, and how Trump used his unusual style in order to achieve these outcomes. And at the end of the day, I, I find a lot of my friends who are on the left, they hyperventilate over different things that Trump will say or how they, they, they perceive it. But I think that results matter. And I want people to understand how those results were achieved. And it's been very disheartening for me to watch how, again, you put the government bureaucrats back in charge and inflation is rising. We have a war in Europe. China's you know, being provocative with Taiwan. North Korea's firing off weapons. I write in, the, in here about how Trump was able to create the relationship with King Jong, Kim Jong-un and going to the DMZ, how he you know, walked into North Korea. Nobody knows how that came about and how it almost didn't happen uh, many, many times. And so I wanted people to really understand how he did the things and why him being the way he is, empowered by and, and working with the right people around him, enabled him to accomplish so much. Um, your your book is fascinating and it, it it i mean it really is a thriller it, it, all of the things you just laid out it is it's a thriller um uh let me ask you one thing because there was there's parts of the book that get very very personal 
And uh, one of my favorite parts is when you talk about your grandma, and we've only got about two minutes. Your grandmother was 16 when the Nazis invaded Poland. Your family went from ghettos to mansions in three generations, which is remarkable. Can you talk a little bit what your grandmother went through and how that affected you with the Abrahamic Accords? Sure. Uh, so my, my grandparents were both in uh, in Belarus, and, and then the Nazis came in. My grandmother, I write about how in her town they took uh, 50 of the educated Jews, they shot them in the head, the Nazis, and then they made the young women, uh, like my grandmother, clean the blood off of the stones while they had you know other Jews playing instruments to 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 celebrate it. It was, it was a brutal experience. They joined the the resistance fighters in the woods. They were you know out of a town of ten thousand two hundred fifty uh, that escaped, and then ultimately they got married in Hungary. They came over to America on a boat. I write about how my grandfather went to New Jersey. He was a carpenter. He said he was afraid of heights, so he couldn't work in the buildings in Brooklyn. So they said, "Go to New Jersey. They have shorter buildings there." <laughs> and uh, and it's just an amazing American story. And so I, I try to take people through that very quickly. But I'll, I'll say that for me, you know, again, I, I, what I saw working in the White House going from, you know, the son of refugee, uh, the grandson of refugees is that America is an absolute amazing country. It's a, it's a place with incredible opportunity. We have amazing people. And what President Trump tried to do with the administration was to allow for the American dream to, to be prevalent, to allow for it to be deep, to give everyone equal opportunity. Uh, and I think that's what our policies did. And for me to be able to work on the Abraham Accords as a grandchild of Holocaust survivors, and you know, I talk about my interactions with the Germans, where I was actually very disappointed with the, the lack of enthusiasm and the lack of of, 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 of engagement that they had with us, given that, you know, the whole plight that we still have in the Middle East, I explained how it really is a, a, a remnant of the post-World War II anti-Semitism that existed because of the Holocaust and because of the Nazis. And so I, I just think that it, it was an amazing honor to do it. And, and I say it is an extraordinary story. And I really, you know, I, I believe that God has his hand in, in everything we do. I'm a I, I'm very, very uh, big believer in that. And just very, very grateful for all these experiences. And again, I, it, a lot of it was very difficult. I write in the first year about how I had to adjust. I was surrounded by a lot of complicated people, um, but I go through the lessons I learned, and I was trying to give people who have never served in Washington, who who obviously have followed the Trump administration, who follow politics, a real insight into what it's like to serve in Washington, what it's like to, to work in the White House, and what it's like to kind of navigate, and all the lessons I learned so that hopefully uh, businessmen will, will continue to go and serve in government so we don't have the career political class that often is trying to keep power as opposed to make people's lives better. Jared Kushner, uh, the name of the book is Breaking History. Uh, if you don't know, where have you been? He was a former senior advisor to President Trump. Uh, and this book is really a, a thriller to see from the inside what was going on and how they did the things that uh, they did. By the way, you were nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Please tell me you didn't lose it to like Greta Thunberg. Or... <laughs> <laughs> no, I, okay. I, I lost it to a journalist who nobody's ever heard of. Okay. We did something, I guess. But, but I guess I, I, I guess they created more peace than we did. Yeah, so it's, yeah, uh, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, I, I, it's, 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 you know, the, 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 the peace is the prize. Yeah, and, I and I see every day I get, you know, people send me pictures of Israeli fruit being sold in Emirati supermarkets or of new flights or of new business deals being done. And, and really reuniting Israelis and, 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 and Muslims, it's just uh, Jews and Muslims in, in the Middle East, 
it's it's such a beautiful thing. And so the dividends from this is, is yeah. paying forever in terms of the positivity that, that, that it's unleashed. Well, I think it was truly a miracle. I agree with you. God was in the center of that. And I can't thank you enough. Jared Kushner, author of the book, no, Breaking History. Thank you History. so much. Thank you. Um, all right. In almost all cases, the secret to success in buying or selling a home is having the right real estate agent. It's not just as simple as having somebody who, you know, hey, I'm going to have an open house on Saturday. I'm going to invite all of the real estate agents or what they've what is their plan? What is their advertising plan? And not for you, but for them. What is their website? How heavily is it trafficked? This is the way you sell a house. There are things that you need to do. And my company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, we go through these and we vet these uh, real estate agents like nobody's business. Uh, they are they are scrutinized and it's not like you're part of the team and then you're not scrutinized. We follow up to make sure that they are still hitting everything that they need to hit real estate agents. I trust.com. It is a free service to you. Um, they don't work for me. They just, we recommend the right ones. Uh, in our opinion, it's real estate agents. I trust.com real estate agents. I trust.com 10 second station ID. We got to have him back. I, I, I wanted to ask him, what do the people in the Middle East think of us now? And mm. can we ever get that back? We keep pulling the rug out from oh, under them. After, from all of them. After all of this worked, and then we're back at the table with Iran yeah. and begging them for stuff. Yeah. And it was not just the people in the Middle East that didn't trust us. Now we, we're, tomorrow is the one year anniversary of screwing all of our allies in Afghanistan. Mm. I mean, <laughs> how we recover from that one, I, I, I don't know. We, I don't think our reputation will ever recover from that. It's the biggest foreign policy catastrophe no, in my lifetime. It'll take at least a couple of presidents and being stable uh, to be able to do that. All right. We have uh, some really good news uh, about this one year anniversary. I'll share it with you in just a minute. The Glenn Back Program. So Henry wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I was having periodical lower back spasms, medications, therapy, nothing was helping. In desperation, I gave Relief Factor a try. He said, I love this. To my surprise, it worked. I mean, I know that's the way I was too. This isn't going to work. You try it and you're like, what? Come on. I've tried everything. He said, I don't have any discomfort at all now for months Thank you, Relief Factor. Henry, thank you. Thanks for trying it. And that's all I'm asking. If you are in pain and you want to get your life back, don't settle for anything but your life back. I know you've probably tried everything. 70% of the people who try this for three weeks go on to order more. And they tell you, try it for three weeks. Take it as directed. If you don't see anything in three weeks, it's not going to work for you most likely. ReliefFactor.com. Try it. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference at relieffactor.com. Join the movement at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. 
It was a year ago tomorrow that we betrayed the world and we betrayed um, our own values and we betrayed those who had helped us for so long to try to bring peace and decency to Afghanistan. The world ignored the Taliban forever. Just kind of like we're doing again now, while the atrocities just went on. Then 9-11 woke us up. And then we started to nation build, which is always our Achilles heel. But in that time, women grew up free and not seen as just a woman who had to be covered head to toe and couldn't go to school, couldn't do certain things subject only to her husband. People are still trapped in that, but I want you to know what you've done. It's mainly because of this audience. Now, there were many other charitable groups that were down on the ground, etc., etc., but I believe we were the only ones that were flying people out. So we wouldn't have been able to do it without them. They wouldn't have been able to do it without us. Do you know how many Oscar Schindlers there are now? If you donated to the Nazarene Fund a year ago, you are an Oscar Schindler. You saved lives and got them out. A year ago, I talked to two young ladies, Asma and her sister, Azuda. Azuda was here in America, and her sister had come back home to visit mom and dad. Uh, she was she was in, uh, I'm trying to remember, not the Philippines. Well, she'll tell. Um, she was getting um, an education, and she was coming back home for the holiday, and she was walking the streets, and all of a sudden she saw the black flags start to fly and guys with guns. The Taliban were back, and she escaped in a harrowing escape. Well, she's here in America now, thanks to you. Asma, welcome to the program. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you, you. You bet. You sound better than you did when I first talked to you after you first got here. You sound happier and, and uh, more at ease. I am absolutely. I am. Um, a lot of things changed in my life since last year, and it's it changed in a good way, which I am really grateful to you and to everyone who donated to the Nazarene Fund. Uh, you guys are like really saved us. You saved me, and you saved my family. And as you mentioned about the Oscar, the Schindler, you are all of you are. So thank you. You bet. Asma, I got a uh, phone call. I'm trying to remember where I was, and I happened to be, I don't remember where it was, but I happened to be with David Barton, who was instrumental also in uh, everything that happened. And we got a phone call, and we were told her parents are in the United States. And it was this summer, I think, that they finally got here, wasn't it? A couple months uh, ago? Yes. Uh, they, they, they made it to United States in end of June, almost the yes. beginning of July. Right. Yes. Yeah. And 
Is it true you haven't really seen them? You you met them, right? You just haven't seen them because you're now going to college. Yes. Uh, well, when they came to United States, they were in National Conference Center in in Virginia and in a government facility, and the government was not allowing anyone to visit mm. their families or 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 their loved ones. So they didn't allow me to go and visit my parents. And then uh, the government moved my parents to Philadelphia. And it's quite far away from where I was living in Virginia. And I only made it, um, I traveled to Philadelphia one day and I met my parents for a few hours. And then I had to come back to Virginia because I had to come and get ready to attend Virginia Tech. Yeah. I remember when we made the promise that we would get your family to America, and I think I thought at the time, geez, I don't know how we're going to do this. Your dad actually was heroic in his help with the America, and we just abandoned and left him behind, and your mom and your brother, uh, and um, we really needed to get him out and wanted to, but man, it was it was uh, unsure especially in the last year with the Taliban, things have gotten really bad again in Afghanistan, have they not? Um, you're right. Things are very brutal. It's very violent in Afghanistan. And unfortunately, because there is no free media in Afghanistan any lo- anymore, we are not hearing about these news around this part of uh, the world. But there are a lot of brutality and violence that Taliban's are doing. And you did a huge job, like the whole Nazreen fund and the Mercury one. I mean, thank, thank you so much, guys, for like taking my parents out of Afghanistan safely. Not my parents, but also my brother, which made my family out of Afghanistan safely. Yes, my father worked with the U.S. government for almost 17 years with the U.S. forces and the U.S. government, and he had an SIV, but he, he, he would have never made it out of Afghanistan if it wasn't it for your persistence and your help and your kindness and generosity and willingness to help people like my father. So thank you. Oh, you're more than welcome. You're so gracious. Um, how are you doing in school? I'm doing good. It's it's been first week. I'm getting settled down, finding my courses. It's it's fantastic. I'm trying trying but, to remember where you were going to school. You were somewhere um, in Asia, if I remember right, uh, and then you came back yes. home. Where were you? I was studying in Bangladesh, oh, Bangladesh, in Asian University for Women. Yes, and and, and then co- how it started. How different is it from Afghanistan and Bangladesh? How different is Virginia Tech? It's it's very different um, in a very positive way. There are m- more, many resources available in the campus that uh, that that we can use uh, to get our education and also get comfortable, um, successful in our in our during our time in the university and also to make sure that we are establishing a good career after we graduate from Virginia Tech. So 
that's uh, that's awesome. The other part is the campus. It's huge and it's big. It's it's quite a nice place. What do you and people around here are very friendly. What do you want to do with your education? What do you want to be? Uh, um, right now I'm measuring in fintech and big data analytics. It's a mix of uh, computer science, finance, and data data science. And I am planning to, um, when I graduate from university, I'm planning to to build a modern financial system for Afghanistan, mm. for post-Taliban Afghanistan. And mm. because right now uh, we do not have any financial system, the only financial system that is in use in Afghanistan is called Hawala, if anyone is familiar with it. It existed since its century and it's <laughs> corrupted. It's very really corrupted and um, it's it's not, the government do not have any control on it. They mm. cannot tax it, nor they cannot uh, record it or monitor it. Like anyone who wants can like transfer money from outside the country to inside illegally and then distribute it among uh, their militia. This was one of the methods the Taliban are financing their, their terrorist group right. and how they became power in Afghanistan and managed to seize the control of the government. Um, you can watch this really powerful interview I did with Asma and her sister at blazetv.com slash Glenn or on my website at glennbeck.com. It's pinned right to the homepage today. It is fascinating. She agreed to do the interview a year ago with one exception. She said, I will do it, except she wanted one thing in exchange to thank the American soldiers. And it is a powerful, powerful cry fest at the end. It is it is so great. If you would like to help her with her education, you know, the family left everything behind. And uh, if you would like to help her with her education, you can do it through Venmo or GoFundMe or by mailing a check. You can find out all of the information uh, at her website, Asthma. Pajir, P-A-I-G-E-E-R, asthma, P-A-I-G-E-E-R.com. We'll put that also up at glenbeck.com. Asthma, thank you so much. God bless. My best to your sister and your family. Thank you so much. You bet. Thank you for uh, God. having me. God bless. Uh she is. She was so afraid last time, but she had just gotten off the plane. Um, even during the best of financial times, it is wise to make sure that you don't put all your eggs in one basket. I think you and I can agree on that. Uh, and you also could agree that uh, these aren't the best of financial times. This week only, Goldline has a self-directed retirement account special for new applications, which means... Old 401k accounts, TSP accounts, traditional Roth IRA accounts, and so much more. When you complete your IRA application this week, and you don't have to even buy anything, you're just going to receive a suite of free silver and copper products just for your time. It's a ton of free items just to get you started. Call Goldline today and find out how they can help with your retirement accounts. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. You can also contact them today for your free exclusive copy of Carol Roth's latest Goldline newsletter. 
Um, you can get that. I, I'm telling you, with what happened yesterday, the White House did yesterday, inflation is going to be even worse, even worse than we expected. Uh, so please hedge your bet. 866-GOLDLINE. This is the Glenn Back Program. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. I don't have a monkeypox update. But that hasn't stopped us before. <laughs> In fact, we haven't had many monkeypox updates, <laughs> even though we've played the song almost every single day. Right, right. Some would say this is just a cheap way for us to play this. So it's an earworm in your head and you're singing it all day and... Uh, you think of us sometimes not so fondly, <laughs> but you're thinking of us. Yes, and that's normally 100% accurate. But today, we actually do have a pretty, I think, major monkeypox update. What's your impression of the monkeypox situation? It's raging out of control. Now, it may well, be. Well, we were in the United States, mm-hmm. we had like 1,500 or 15,000 or yeah, something. We I... were number one, which I liked. I mean, we were number one. It's the only thing left that we're number one in as yes. a nation. And I'll take it. I know. Well, that was my impression, right? We were. This is a really, really, really big problem. The question was, was it was it going to cross over and hit everybody tomorrow? Who knows? What could happen? Mm. Well, New York was kind of the epicenter of this, which, shockingly, that seems to be the case with almost all disease. <laughs> Weird. Glad we're not there anymore. <laughs> but uh, did you know, since the beginning of this month, monkeypox cases in New York are down... 80%. All 80%. you need to do is just say, stop having sex, yeah. man-on-man sex with 10 partners. Well, that, that did seem to be a big part of the decline. Yeah, yes, did, uh, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so there you go. It's good news on Monkeybox. Oh, wow. That's in a time when you really are struggling for good news. That is good news. <laughs> there's, there's fewer cases of some uh, terrible virus out yeah, there. So, so good that's, for us. Uh, that's good. That's good. So so we've uh, pretty much covered everything uh, I think we had to uh, today. We, no. Well, what about, what about the big podcast this weekend? You haven't even talked about that yet. Oh, you haven't. No, it's a big was, one. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Very funny. Very. He's, uh, he's a fan. I didn't know that. Mm. Um, he admitted this. He admitted wow. it. I said, "You're not. You're not the brightest. You're not the brightest bulb." <laughs> no. Um, but uh, yeah, he admitted it, and I said, "So back in the because he switched to a, a Republican uh, in 2013," and I said, "So you were a Democrat, you know, back in the you know 2008 and during Obama. So you must have hated me." And he said, "No, I said I did, but I watched you all the time." And I would be like, I hate this guy, but he's right about that. <laughs> and, that's uh, how it starts. That's how it starts. That's how you get infected. That's mm-hmm. how it starts. It's like monkeypox. <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's really very funny um, and refreshing and not needy. He wasn't, you know, he's not, uh, he, he says some pretty remarkable things. Uh, and I'm like, you really? And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, I made my money. I don't <laughs> care anymore. And I love that's that that's when you get really good interviews. Oh yeah, 
Oh yeah, and that's the thing. Like he's not like he's out here promoting some big thing. It's no. not. He's just he actually just cares about saying what he believes is true. Yeah, and cares about you know I don't know like speech. He cares about that. How did we lose that? You know, yeah, you, we talk you, about it. It's interesting. You, you saw uh, the um, the satanic versus guy that was uh, what was the name's escaping Salman Rushdie. Salman Rushdie. Thank you. Uh, when he had his attack, and you and you saw so many people who didn't come to his defense on his right to say the things. They might say, oh, well, we're sorry he was stabbed. But it was, well, this is what happens when you say bad things about the prophet. And it's like, that, and that's not even like Islamic clerics saying that. I'm saying like journalists and writers, people who make their living off of free speech, no longer think that's a criticism of certain people is okay. That's a scary thing in our society. Okay, thanks for bringing me down. I was in a happy place with Rob Schneider. And, and our monkeypox update. And a monkeypox update. I'm going back there. Okay. We're still number one in the world with monkeypox. <laughs> uh, the Rob Schneider interview, the podcast is available for Blaze TV subscribers right now on demand. Make sure you get it. The Glenn Back Program.